What's going on guys? It's Nick here. Back with another video. It's Monday, so time to go over the week 16 waiver wire. Uh, we actually do have a few viable options this week, a few more than last week, but even with that, if you've made it this far, your team's probably pretty solid. You probably only need like tight end, quarterback, defense streaming options. You're probably not streaming running back wide receiver, but uh, a few good options, at least at the running back position. There's really nothing that we don't know at wide receiver, but a few this week are running back. So top four, I would say, are uh, Tyler Algier, Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, and Chuba Hubbard. That's currently my order of preference. I really think it's a tie between Moss and Deion Jackson. And I honestly think you could lean towards Jackson if you think that the Colts get into like a trailing game script. Uh, Jackson more likely to do the pass catching back, but we'll go over those two after we do Algier. But I think Algier is first for me we saw Huntley go down pretty early I believe it was the first quarter um looks like a pretty bad ankle injury I don't think he's gonna play the rest of the season so rest of the year should be like a 50-50 split between Algier and Cordero Patterson uh Algier has his best game of the season 17 carries I believe like a one yard catch or something like that just one target um it was really on the ground he looked fantastic 17 for 139 and a score um and that was in a game where they're trailing we know the falcons do not care if they're losing the game they're going to continue running it like until they're down four scores with five minutes left they're not going to throw the football so we can say with a very high degree of confidence that tyler algier is going to have 15 to 18 touches over the next two weeks like obviously in each game um that makes him you know absolutely viable to start it's unfortunate that you know 95 percent of those touches are going to come on the ground so you're not baking in those receptions for like added full ppr half ppr value but you know anyone getting that level of work on an offense that like their offensive line has been really really good at run blocking like they're running it so much because when they get into like third and four third and five most teams have to throw it but the falcons have been successful running the ball and so there's just so many situations where we're like well i mean we don't trust our quarterback we have one good pass catching weapon like it does make sense at least that they're running the ball so much so uh he's going to be like a really good option i would say in most competitive leagues he probably already is rostered uh but for many of you especially in like 10 or less competitive 12 team leagues definitely could be there definitely worth adding i think he's number one then like i said before i think then it's moss and Deion jackson my only hesitation with them is the game script. So we saw uh, Jonathan Taylor go down, what, in his like second touch. Um, I think it's highly unlikely that he returns any point this season. It would make no sense for them to rush him back. It's another ankle sprain. Like, just get him good to go for next season. I don't think he's going to play again this year. So we look at the game that happened, and they miraculously get up, what was it, 36 to nothing, and then they go into clock-killing mode for two and a half quarters, which is obviously too much, uh, especially when you know, you're know you not a good offense, and so you know most of the time, if you're running the ball, you're probably going three, four, five plays and out, giving it back to an explosive offense. Kind of makes sense that <laughs> the Vikings came back. But you look at that, and you're like, okay, that's not going to happen again. Like The Colts are not getting up. 36 nothing another game this season they might not even be winning at any point again this season and they're definitely not winning by that much and so we see moss get 24 carries and one target Deion jackson get 13 carries and a target and you're like okay well if that holds 
obviously you're starting Moss and you're saying Deion Jackson's viable because, I mean, he's going to be more the pass catching back. And so you look at that and you're like, oh, wow, we really want to go after them. And it's not that they're like, you know, not going to be a run first team. Like they're going to be a run first team as long as Jeff Saturday is the coach. That's just going to happen. But let's be honest, they're going to be underdogs against the Chargers. They're probably going to fall behind. And so usage is not locked in with these two. And then you consider, um, we see this a lot where a starter goes down and like maybe the backup of the, the next two players get a lot of usage. And we think, oh, that'll happen again next week. But they activated three running backs last week. Why wouldn't they do so again the next week? And so instead of having just these two, you might have three running backs splitting the usage on an offense that, let's be honest, Colts, not a good team. That's probably going to be trailing. And so we can have the receptions, but only for one of the three at a time. And so, yeah, 20 to 23 touches just opened up. But if it's split amongst three running backs, that's not fantastic. So that's why I have them behind Algier. I think they're number two and number three because we're at week 16. Like There aren't that many amazing options. But I'm a little hesitant with both of them because I really just don't think they're going to be all that fantastic moving forward, even in a really good matchup against the Chargers. Then after them, number four, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Foreman's been like up and down. I, I don't think the roles have really changed. Like obviously Foreman is very attached to game script. When the Panthers are winning, they're just going to run the ball a ton. Foreman's going to be the early down back when he's finding success. You know, it just makes sense that he gets some touches. And then we have a game like last week where they're not successful on the ground. When they then fall behind, it's just not going to be a Foreman game. It's going to be more a Chuba game. So I think that continues, but it's worth noting that Foreman hasn't been like amazing. His really good games come when he has like 30 carries. In terms of like efficiency, he hasn't been that fantastic. Last four weeks, he's had 3.6 yards per carry or less in three of four. Uh, he's got negative one receiving yard since week seven, so he's not used to the air. And so Chuba looks better recently. He's the one that's getting um, involvement in the passing attack and when we look at the matchup this week against the lions well i'm thinking the lions are probably going to win probably going to be playing from ahead we know the lions defense has been one of the best uh, in terms of like rush defense in the league and so it's pretty likely foreman's not going to have a good game on the ground and so if you need someone chuba's on free agency can he rack up three four maybe five receptions if they really pull ahead uh, like the lions pull ahead uh, and then adds a little bit on the ground maybe and so definitely not as good of an option as the first three uh but viable nonetheless uh beyond those running backs you're basically just looking at who is someone i could add put on my bench if i happen to advance into the finals and there's an injury there's a role change something like that i could benefit i would say you're looking at um, Gus Edwards, James Cook, uh, Cleo Herbert, Jordan Mason, and then uh, Jalen Warren. The one that could be different, and we still don't know enough yet, is Jamichael Hasty. So Etienne suffers the ankle injury late in the game. He does play, but as we've talked about plenty, that happens sometimes where someone gets an ankle injury. There's a ton of adrenaline pu uh, pumping through them. Like it was a very close game, a very important game. Etienne wants to play in that game, and so he's out there. But. Then you have, you know, the next few days, the ankle swells up, and they're like, oh, yeah, not fantastic to play. Now, 
These are must-win games for the Jaguars. They need to continue winning. And so if he can play at all, I think he's going to be out there. But there's at least a possibility that ETN misses the next game, in which case Jermichael Hasty is a solid option because like, if you just have that spot, why not take a shot? If it happens that ETN plays, cool. Uh, either cut Hasty, keep him on the bench in case he like re-aggravates the injury, something like that. But it's just worth adding because like, you know, what are you doing with your bench right now? If you've got a wide receiver that's like a wide receiver six or seven, that there's no circumstance you're ever playing them. Hey, add that for like extra defense spots, uh, extra tight end streamers, or someone like Hasty who there's just a chance he may be better. But not really too much beyond these guys for running back uh, at wide receiver. There is pretty much nothing, um, especially if we're talking about you know people in. The semifinals at this point for fantasy, you probably have decent wide receivers. You've figured it out at this point. You're not looking to the waiver wire. Top option is probably Chris Moore. Uh, but as you saw last week, like that was a game where if you told me going into the week that against the Chiefs, a really good matchup for wide receivers, especially from the slot where he plays mostly, um, that he was going to like lead the team in targets by mile, uh, lead the team in receiving. They were going to take Kansas City to overtime, ultimately lose, but like lose in overtime. I would have taken the over on 6.2 half PPR points. Like I, I would have taken the over and I'd put a lot of money on that over. So um, just because he's the number one receiver, just because he might have good matchups, like it, it really doesn't matter sometimes. Like this is the Houston Texans. He's still Chris Moore. He had nine targets in a good spot in a game that went to overtime against a team they should have gotten crushed by, and he had 6.2 half PPR points. So again, probably going to get around 10 targets. He's going to play the Titans. Great matchup. But he's Chris Moore. Like, he's still not going to be overly efficient. Um, behind him, you can look at Traylon Burks if he's back this week. You can look at um, Elijah Moore. You can look at Jahan Dotson. had a really good game on Monday night. But it goes back to what I said before. You're probably not using them unless you're in deeper formats. And the same thing with everyone else. Like, like Osborne. Some people are going to flock to. But it's like, how do you trust that? I mean, he had, what, single-digit target share before last week. He explodes. But, like, you can't expect that to keep happening. Rashid Shahid interesting option getting more and more playing time probably the number two now behind um or ahead of landry behind olave but do you need that maybe as your wide receiver three maybe as your second flex but like you probably don't need that russell gage two touchdowns but let's be honest he's the number three on that offense uh terrace marshall darius slayton like all these guys are fine but unless you're in a 14 to 16 team league you, you just don't need to be playing them right now after that uh, we'll look at streaming options this week. Tight end, we'll start off with. Uh, three options are Chia Conquo, guy we've talked about for the past month, uh, Juwan Johnson, and then Taysom Hill. Chig has been, honestly, the number one, obviously Henry's number one option in the offense, but number one in the passing game for the Titans for the past few weeks. As we've talked about, part of that is to do with Traylon Burks being injured. Like Burks is also someone that wants to scheme like looks to, and when he's gone, a lot of looks are going to be schemed to Chig every single week. I think he may carry this week. Like, they're clearly trying to get him touches, get involved in the offense. And they know. I mean, let's be honest. They don't have that many playmakers. Like, Robert Woods hasn't been fantastic. Westbrook Akine is just fine. Austin Hooper is just fine. Like, no one's explosive. It's like they want to get him the ball because he's, like, their best player and they need to be winning right now. Over the last four weeks, the top three tight ends in fantasy are Evan Ingram 1, Travis Kelsey 2, and Chig. Number three, he's the third tight end over the last month. And so if he's on free agency, absolutely. Against the Texans this coming week, they're not going to get anything to wide receivers. Obviously, Henry has, what, like four consecutive 200-yard multi-touchdown games against the Texans right now. So he's probably going off. 
But let's be honest, they can't do wide receivers. So when they throw it, it's going to be to Conquo. Uh, after that, Juwan Johnson, I mean, he was phenomenal. And it was it was on like such limited touches. I mean, he came back from injury, didn't get the full snap share, just happened sometimes coming back from injury. I'd expect that to go higher next week. He only played 28 snaps, only ran 13 routes. But I mean, the target share, six targets on 13 routes managed to catch four of them for 67 yards and two touchdowns gives him seven touchdowns in his last seven games he's a tight end five since week seven so another tight end if he's out there you can add him and start him and if you can't get those two Taysom Hill always an option uh, believe it or not he's a tight end six on the season floor is remarkably low um, but let's be honest every tight end not named Travis Kelsey has a floor of zero and so if you're looking for someone who can go out there and have a ceiling you know he could get five carries for 10 yards no receptions no pass attempts that can happen for Taysom Hill but like I said every single tight end not named Kelsey could score zero and so if you want someone who has a ceiling of 20 like absolutely has a ceiling of 20 points that's Taysom Hill and we haven't even seen the design runs in like the red zone recently but like they're going to happen and so he's not going to hit like a 70 yard touchdown every game but he's got upside for sure so if you want someone like that especially if you're an underdog go for him uh at quarterback you got like three options uh not a super appealing honestly last week wasn't very appealing for streaming options this week not fantastic uh but russell wilson should return this week uh, he's going to match up at the rams and then at the chiefs i would say that at the rams in week 16 probably don't want to use them but if you want to stash someone for week 17 i do think wilson has upside at the chiefs you have to think that's going to be a game um where you know he's probably going to want to play well in the final game of the season we know the chiefs are a great match at proposing quarterbacks so that one's a good spot there but again you don't want to use them in week 16 uh if you're looking for just this week the hope is that mike white is cleared to play but let's be honest they play on Thursday and it's probably not enough time for him to get cleared if he is cleared I'll definitely want to stream Mike White uh, but the odds are he's not going to be and so you can play against the Jaguars Zach Wilson they're in must-win mode the Jaguars are in must-win mode like the Jaguars are a great matchup for quarterbacks so he's an option if that made your ears bleed then uh, you could go to Brock Purdy also, um, I'm a little bit concerned with Purdy just because, like, he's looked great and he's got a bunch of playmakers around him. So, like, he doesn't need to be an actually, like, amazing quarterback. Just get the ball to, like, the really good players on your team and they'll be fantastic after the catch. Um, the one thing that concerns me is we know the volume is low. It's never going to be high for him. And so when he's not throwing for multiple touchdowns, it's not going to be great. He scored, what, 16 and a half this week, which is totally fine from a streaming option. But, like, it takes multiple touchdowns it takes what was that like a 60 yard touchdown to Travis Kelsey like it takes these plays and so what happens if they still score you know 24 27 points but McCaffrey runs in two touchdowns well now Purdy might only have like 10 so the floor is very very low for him but if you need someone I mean it's, it's a great offense and so he's gonna get the ball to playmakers he's looks solid he's not a bad option then finally defense streaming options um I think the top option is the Chargers at the Colts. Um, yes, I know the Colts just scored a billion points, but that was very, very fluky overall. 
This is a game with high sack potential, high turnover potential. Whenever you're playing against Matt Ryan, you've got the potential for like defensive touchdowns as well. Chargers have played a lot better recently, so I think they're the number one option, uh, at least from like amongst um, defenses that you know are available. Like there's some good, better options, but like you know they're 90% owned. You can't really go to them. Behind them, um, Titans. That's going to be one I'm going to ask about a lot this week. But Titans are at home against the Texans. I know that Dallas was very highly owned. Kansas City, very highly owned last week. Everyone added them to stream against the Texans. And then back-to-back weeks, the Texans have well outperformed what we were expecting them to do. I mean, again, they they took Kansas City to overtime. They almost beat uh, the Cowboys. Like They've been playing really well. And so I understand the hesitancy. Um, if you don't want to play the Titans, you think that the Texans are sur- surging right now, like you just don't want to do it. I get that. Um, I still think it's a, a good spot at home. The Titans need to win this game. Derrick Henry is going to have a monster game. They're probably going to be playing with the lead, probably going to limit the scoring of the Texans. But again, I understand if you don't want to go there. Uh, if you can't go to those two, I would say the Lions at the Panthers, um, probably not rostered. I don't think many people have the Lions rostered right now. Um, but the Panthers' offense is really their ground game. Like, that's all they have. They have to produce with the running backs. If they don't, they're not going to score very many points. And so when you look at the matchup against the Lions, that's a terrible matchup for them. The odds are the Panthers are going to get shut down on the ground. And when they lean towards the air, that they're going to be efficient on average, but they're just not a good passing attack and they don't want to throw it. And so the odds are they try and stick with the run until, like, the Lions really pull ahead and then when they drop back, like, they really only have, like, DJ Moore and then I guess Terrace Marshall's okay, but like, they don't have that much talent in the receiving game. And so I definitely think that the Lions can rack up a few sacks, cause a few turnovers. Um, it'll kind of depend on the Lions' offense being successful because if they're not, then, the, you know, the Panthers are probably just going to run the ball, just going to be like, hey, well, we're not losing by too much right now and we don't really want to throw it, so we're going to continue running it. Uh, but I think the odds are that the Lions can be successful in defense, and so I would stream them. And then if somehow they're also gone, uh, you can look to the Rams. They're at home versus the Broncos. Um, I know I trash on the Rams' offense, but their defense is still really good. And the Broncos' offense is not. So I don't even care whether it's Ripien, whether it's Wilson. I don't care who the quarterback is. The Broncos' offense has not been good. Rams at home. That's a perfectly fine defense to stream. So... That's how the waiver wire is looking this week. Remember, the early bird special is live on the website. I'm not sure when it's going to end, but it's definitely not going to last into 2023. So if you want the biggest discount, there will be for 2023 packages. Sign up on the website now with the promo code listed on the site. I'll be back Thursday to go over this week's starts and sits. Then Friday, it's one of my favorite plays of the week. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, hop on the like button. Hop subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.